This is the Taz and Jim podcast. There is a hashtag that is trending on Twitter. Hashtag Swedengate. This started on Reddit. It was a thread about uh, strange things that people did to accommodate other people's customs. And the topic of Sweden came up. People started saying that in Sweden, if you go to a, a friend's house, the family will not feed you, even if it's mealtime. So breakfast, dinner, lunch. If you're at a friend's house and there is a meal that is served, it'll only go to the family who lives there. Guests do not get food. So you just sit at the table and watch everybody else eat. Or you don't even sit at the table. You don't get invi- invited to the table. You just <laughs> it's have to like stay- a dirty secret. You have to stay in another room. Uh, I lived in Sweden. Here's one Twitter user. I lived in Sweden for many years, and a friend told me when he'd go stay with his aunt as a kid, she'd send the receipts for food and groceries back to his mom. (laughs) Born and raised in Sweden. Never ate dinner at my best friend's house. She never ate dinner at my house. Maybe I got a cinnamon bun once in 20 years. Our neighbors had a giant pear tree with thousands of delicious small pears. I took one one time, and they almost called the police. This is not the Sweden I know. I thought Sweden was, like, close to socialism. Everybody always says, like, they, these uh, Nordic countries are, like, borderline socialist. Good at sharing. Yes. You know who we should call? Our friend Ragnar. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a pal who lives in Canada now. He's uh, born and raised in Sweden. Let's see if we can get him on the line and him to comment on this. Hashtag Swedengate. Hey, Ragnar, how are you, pal? Good, how are you? Good, it's Taz and Jim calling. You're on the radio, okay? All right. Uh, we have a question for you. There's there's, there's a story about your homeland trending right now. Um, people are saying oh, that... I've, yeah, I've heard that one. You've seen this? So if you, if you it, live yeah. in Sweden uh-huh. and you go to a friend's house, they will not give you any food. Is, wow. is that true? I mean, I definitely remember eating at my uh, friend's house when I was a kid. So I would say maybe it's some some places they do that. So it's I never it, heard of it. Yeah. No. So so if a friend comes over, the family will put out a dinner plate for them, like it's expected obligation to yeah, feed yeah, yeah. your guests. Like there's one yeah. there's one guy here saying he was at his friend's house playing, and he got sent to his friend's room while his friend's family ate dinner. <laughs> you never experienced anything like that? No. No, I can't say that. Okay, what about this? Since you've moved to Canada, have more people offered you dinners or food while you're at their <laughs> houses than they would in Sweden? No, I wouldn't say so, no. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. I mean, we've come to your summer solstice party, and you're always very generous with the meatballs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Too much info, right? yeah. <laughs> Do Swedish people love meatballs in general? Is this a Swedish thing? Swedish meatballs, of course. Well, I know yeah. Ikea is Swedish and loves meatballs. Yeah. I didn't... Well. Swedish yeah. I have another question awesome. for you. Are Swedish fish actually invented in Sweden, or is this cultural appropriation? Oh, yeah, no. Swedes love their uh, bulk candy. <laughs> really? So you guys have those Swedish fish candy? Do you just call them fish? <laughs> if you had a bowl and I came to your house, would you share some with me, Rags? 
I don't know, I would probably send you to my room. <laughs> I'd have to wait in my bedroom. Wait in my bedroom while I eat all my candy. Okay, yeah. I know you got to get to work there, pal. Thanks for answering the call right. and answering the question and uh, dispelling the mm-hmm. rumor, the nasty, salacious rumor about <laughs> Sweden know. for us. Well, I'm glad you gave me the chance to uh, clear my uh, country. Are you listening to our show and you're about to get into the shower? Well, if that's the case, we've got an important question for you. Do you usually pee in there? Jim? Every time. You're a shower <laughs> peer? Whenever I need to, yeah. I, I would never hold it. You don't get out of the shower to pee in the toilet if that's you're... That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, not according to a urogynecologist named Dr. Teresa Irwin, who specializes in pelvic health and incontinence. She has a TikTok account where she gives advice, and she is saying that peeing in the shower is a no-no. Stop peeing in the shower. Now, I have mentioned in the past that that is a correct standing position, is one of the pee positions that's correctly done to empty the bladder. But that's just for emptying the bladder. You just don't want to do it all the time because what happens, it's kind of like the Pavlov dog training where every time they heard a little bell ring, they would start salivating. And your bladder, every time it hears running water, is going to want to pee. So whenever you're washing your hands, if you're taking a shower, washing the dishes, if there's running water, your bladder is going to be salivating because it wants to go and pee. So you need to stop peeing in the shower. Salivating bladder sounds disgusting. It does sound gross. That's a weird term. <laughs> Every time you hear running water, your bladder will start salivating. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Why is it making that sound? Mm, what's, that, what's that noise? Is that coming from your pants? Like, but is it... Mm, nom, 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 nom. Is it this? Is it that bad? Like, it's not that out of context to hear running water and have to pee. Like, you're already in the shower, so what's the big deal? If if you trained yourself accidentally to pee every time you heard a car horn, we'd be in, pro- in trouble here. But you're already in the shower, so who cares if you hear running water? What if you're going for a walk by the river? Uh, then the babbling brook trigger something in right <laughs> pee by you, a tree <laughs> because it's true if you already have to go to the bathroom and you're stuck listening to water running it makes it tougher to hold it in a hundred percent but is that because we've been peeing in the shower our whole lives but I mean but every time you pee you flush the toilet that water association is already there. Yeah, I thought there was going to be some sort of health ramifications, but if you pee in the shower, it just leads you to peeing more in the shower. It doesn't seem like a huge problem. <laughs> running any running water, uh, you know. But you're we you, maybe in the kitchen you might hear running water, but where else? Maybe in Niagara Falls View Casino, <laughs> you see know, that big fountain. That's why maybe everybody that's a everybody in Niagara Falls is always peeing. <laughs> have you noticed? I have. Yeah, in general, those big falls. Can't hold it in. So don't pee in the shower. If you trust what this lady's saying, peeing in the shower is not good for you psychologically. It's sports time with our sports guy, Devin Peacock, talking baseball. First off, Dev, I want to apologize to you. Uh, I was driving to my sister's house, and I cut through Devin Peacock's neighborhood. I saw him getting into a car, and he yelled, Hey, hey, Peacock! You almost looked irritated, like you thought I was stalking you or something, Dev. You turn around and like, I'm going to baseball! <laughs> like, what's your problem? 
I I don't randomly have people drive through the neighborhood, honk at me, and then yell at me. So I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have my glasses on at first, so I didn't know who was there. Then okay. I re- realized it was you. Yeah, yeah. The, like, oh. Dev, the way you strut around this town, you're telling me you don't get cat called on a constant basis? Yeah, right. So it was confusion. The reaction I that I experienced was confusion by you. Yes, right. yes. I thought it was disgust and disdain. No. No, you know I'm a Taz man. I, I'm a Taz man. I had my kids in the car. They think differently of you now. They stopped saying caca. They're now saying nuh-uh. <laughs> okay, let's go to Major League Baseball, kind of. The scandal involving uh, baseball players playing fantasy football continues. Yeah, Tommy Pham uh, just keeps talking about this. So Tommy Pham is the guy that slapped Jock Peterson. Uh, if you remember the story, they were teammates once upon a time with the San Diego Padres. They're now on different teams. Tommy's with Cincinnati. Jock is with San Francisco. And Tommy slapped Jock over their fantasy football last year. Well, he is now speaking out again, saying that Mike Trout, who is apparently the commissioner of the league, did a terrible job. As commissioner, he was allowing things that he should not have allowed and was a terrible commissioner. Now, he also admitted that uh, Trout was busy. He didn't want to do it, Tommy, because he was also busy. But I just love that these guys are professional athletes and they are so into their fantasy football that you can be calling out the game's best player as being a terrible commissioner. We need to know how much money these guys have up for grabs in their fantasy league. Because my friends and I, it gets contentious in our league, and we each put in 100 bucks at the start of the season. Like, it's nothing crazy. But if we each had ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on the line, mm-hmm. I'm sure there'd be some slapping going on. It, it, it's, all, it's all relative, I guess. If you're so rich, you have to put up that much money to make it exciting. But also, these are the most competitive people on the planet, so maybe there's not that much money. It's just in their nature. Commissioner is an un. un- sung job with the fantasy league as well you're right nobody wants to do it and the guy who ends up doing it even though nobody else will do it always gets tons of grief I'm just surprised Mike Trout actually got stuck with it. Like, he's the best player in the world. Can you not just say, no, I'm not going to do it? I'm Mike I'm, Trout. I'm Mike you Trout. Do it. Hire an intern. <laughs> hey, uh, we want to tip our hat to a former Blue Jay who is retired. Yes, uh, Jay Happ has officially retired from baseball. He uh, thought about it all the winter. He did not sign with the team, obviously, this year. He's 39 years old. Uh, he produced 130. 33 wins. He had a lot of great seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays and his most notable accomplishment is he is a Taz's doppelganger. So uh, a happy retirement to Taz's doppelganger. Yeah, that guy you know when people say that guy looks like you and you're, you're like, no he doesn't. People would say, Taz, you gotta see this J-Hap guy. He looks like you. And by golly, he did. In a way that you probably could have got some free dinners in Toronto during his heyday. (laughs) If I wore a Hap jersey to restaurants. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because that's what players do. They go directly from the field to the restaurant. I, I would say that I did look like him a lot five years ago. Then I got married, had two kids, gained about 30 pounds. I am looking forward to Hap's retirement because now I feel like he is going to start looking like me. <laughs> ah, the reversal. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Caw-caw. 
the internet is an amazing place. <laughs> you really can find something for everyone on the World Wide Web, can't you, Jim? There's nothing you can't find, it seems. Well, you think you could find a pitch-corrected version of an Eminem song that matches the Super Mario Brothers theme song on the internet? That's probably the one thing that's not on the internet. <laughs> think again. What? It is on the internet. <laughs> this is... What is it? It's a pitch... Somebody pitch-corrected... An Eminem song, Lose Yourself. Okay, so auto-tuned it? Auto-tuned it and matches up perfectly with the theme from Super Mario Brothers. Why they did it, I don't know. They got some time on their hands, but uh, they did a pretty good job. Here comes the best part. <laughs> yeah, baby. So those were the Super Mario lyrics this whole this, time. I knew they there must the be some words to that song <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> now, if someone could do the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, music with a little Dr. Dre over top. <laughs> totally. I like that Mario is Italian, and then they're also talking about uh, Mom's spaghetti. You know, that kind of actually works. I bet Mario's mom did make a great plate. 100%. 100%. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, uh, automobile industry tycoons, including John DeLorean. Who back in the day, 1982, he was arrested and charged with conspiracy to uh, obtain and distribute 55 pounds of cocaine. Now he was having some uh, some issues keeping the the company afloat and keeping the factory open. Which was was it in Ireland or Scotland? I don't know. One of the two. And he decided this was the best business decision he could make to start distributing cocaine. Unfortunately, the guys who were involved in the deal worked for the FBI. So it didn't end well for old Johnny D. Mm, man, talk about passion, though. He loved that car. He wanted to keep building that car and did whatever it took. There's an interesting documentary about him on Netflix if you want to learn more. The guy had a... Uh, he had a lot of plastic surgery done on his face as well. He reimagined the car and he reimagined his face. <laughs> wow. It's, it's weird to see John DeLorean's chin. You can tell yeah, it's not supposed now. to be there. <laughs> what? Yeah. John DeLorean face. Let's see what <laughs> pops up here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole, like he put a very masculine jaw on his normal jaw. Right. Hmm. It looks like, you know when they have... Javier Bardem's jaw on his face. You know when they have uh, people play Jay Leno in movies and they always slap a fake chin on him? Or when Jimmy Kimmel dressed up like him? Yeah, when they put the fake chin on and you can tell it's... Yeah, anyways. (laughs) But this one's permanent. Anyways, there's a new DeLorean coming out. John Hmm. DeLorean is is not with us anymore. But there is a a new DeLorean being released. And yes, it does have the gullwing doors. It looks okay here. I'm looking at a picture of one, and it, uh, you know I'm a Back to the Future guy. I'm a, 
a big fan of the original DeLorean because of those movies. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? This is called the DeLorean Alpha 5. And uh, something's, something's missing. Well, it just looks like a Porsche whose doors open upwards. A little too generic. That's what I was thinking. It looks like it could be any car. It could be a Tesla. Yeah. We've seen other... Every car now looks the same. We've seen is- other cars rip off the gullwing thing where the doors open up, which in the 80s was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so impractical. <laughs> so stupid, really, when you think about it. But the doors look really wide, too. Now I'm getting nitpicky here. But, you know, the DeLorean doors are kind of small and they'd open up. But these things are like... They're Wings. very big. I hope this doesn't mean they're going to reboot Back to the Future. With the new car? With the new car to It'd try and sell new DeLoreans. Because yeah. nothing sold more DeLoreans than, the, than Back to the Future, right? 100%. And made it a collector's item. I wish I bought one back in the day. One mm-hmm. of the OG DeLoreans. Just sat on it. Put a little flux capacitor, Mr. Co- Mr. Fusion on the back. You know, do it upright. If you have an old DeLorean, do you got right. to make it look like the Back to the Future car. Well, we'll post a picture if you want to check out the DeLorean Alpha 5 on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. And maybe we'll post a picture of John DeLorean's chin while we're at it. Hey, Taz and Jim, just driving home from seeing Top Gun. I was wondering if you could li- uh, give my buddy Craig Hall a shout-out. He really gets a kick from hearing his name on the radio. You guys are his favorite. <laughs> Hi to Craig Hall. If he's listening, I hope you had fun at the Top Gun movie last night. I hope you could sleep after all that excitement. Do you ever get that where it's you see a, an awesome movie in the theater and you're too amped up to fall asleep afterwards? <laughs> No, not a movie. Maybe like a Raptors game or something, and it's a big win, and it's exciting or something. But I don't think a movie is ever. I do in my sometimes, head. like an action. If it's an action movie, like sensory overload, you go to the IMAX and stuff blowing up, and you know people are running around. It's, it's tough to get out of that mindset, especially for us, because you know, like everyone listening right now, or most people listening, there's some people who've been up all night. But if you get up early in the morning. You go to bed right after you get home from the movie, and it's yeah. tough to shut it off. And sometimes you just drank a jug of Coca-Cola. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> The calorie loading in the theater probably doesn't yeah. help the situation. The You're sugar, right. the caffeine, yeah. They're now saying that uh, popcorn could be the next thing that we're having issues with because of the supply chain. Did you hear this? No. Yeah, popcorn. Movie theater popcorn. Wall Street Journal reports that movie theater chains are worried that there could be a popcorn shortage later this summer. If supply and demand for popcorn makes popcorn prices go up even more, I'm going to be furious because it's already the most (laughs) overhead of any product ever sold. A hundred percent. It's like $15 for a large and the amount of kernels is probably 14 cents. You could go to the, the grocery store and buy 12 bags of popcorn for $5, or you can go to the movie theater and get one bag of popcorn (laughs) for $20. Yeah. They could be just laying the groundwork to gouge us, Mm. make up for the the lost time when the theaters were shut down, right? So they're going to say, hey, we got to raise the popcorn prices, supply chain issues. Everybody is saying that. It's like supply chain, and then you realize that that company had record profits last year, and you go, what are you... 
You take the hit then. Executive from a popcorn supplier saying supply might be tight. They're having to pay farmers more to keep growing popcorn rather than more lucrative cops, crops like soybeans. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need the concessions. The movie theaters are uh, already struggling. The colonels need to keep popping, and they're going to do what they can to make that happen. Get on it, Redenbacher. <laughs> R.I.P. The Redenbacher estate slash family. Right. Start cranking up the production. Let's go. Yeah. Orville. <laughs> Orville. Orville <up> Jr. <laughs> if you're listening up there, Orville. Send us a sign. Oh, look, that cloud looks like a popcorn. <laughs> it's a kernel. <laughs> I think we're going to be okay. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.